0: Tonight on the show, two old friends reunite to talk about the snobby kids at Crawford Academy. It's 1981's Happy Birthday to Me. My guest is Ashley. This is Manic Movie Monday. Tonight, I am super excited and happy to have one of my dearest and most wonderful friends to talk about this wacky Canadian horror film that, fun fact, neither of us had actually seen. <laughs> Please welcome my dear friend, Ashley. Hello. Hello. Oh, my goodness. So so first, first of all, we should probably tell the audience how we know each other. Yes. I remember what you were wearing when I met you. Like, you were wearing a yellow dress. Okay. And you had balloons. Uh-huh. And because it was your anniversary.
1: Mm-hmm. And...
0: I remember just being like, oh, my God, it was that insanely gorgeous woman.
1: Thank you, (laughs) Erin.
0: With those balloons, you know, and it was just you were very um, vibrant and uh, and just sunshiny. That's how I would describe you is sunshine.
1: Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And I um, you've told me that story before. Um, I feel like we've known each other longer than that. Um, I remember that anniversary. That was when I was celebrating three years sober.
0: Yes, it was three years. It was at Town & Country Hospital, and Doreen was your sponsor?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Came the Wayback Machine. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, no, I always honestly thought you were just amazing, and you have that incredibly sexy, cool Southern accent. So, yeah. Well, and
1: you know, I think you're awesome too. I always think you're the funniest person. Yeah.
0: Thank you. That's so sweet. I was, it, it, you know, it's funny, like when I was thinking of having you on the show, I already had it in the back of my head. I was like, well, you can ask her, but then she'd be forced to watch this horror movie and she's not a horror person. So that's just <laughs> mean. And then you got in touch with me and were like, hey, let's make this happen. And we have to do this Yeah, I was like,
1: "Oh my god!" Yeah. So I guess we should talk about why we decided to do this one. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um. Okay. So do you remember exactly what the story was, as far as like how you texted me about it, or what it came, what 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 was the circumstances?
1: Yes, I do. So when I was a little kid, I saw, or I thought I saw, (laughs) this movie. And you'll have to remind me and keep me honest, Erin. Um, creature feature, yes. That on Saturdays, or yes. Sundays. Okay, Saturday at noon.
0: Yeah, and it was Dr. Paul Bear was our because you're 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 a Florida girl, right?
1: Yes, and I grew up in Mulberry, and that's oh, his like old stomping ground. Yes. I mean, he used to have a Halloween parade. And Dr. Poole was in the Halloween parade in his hearse. and So cool. So I was a little kid, and my mom used to watch Creature Feature every weekend. Wow. So I was just there and would, you know, capture some of it running in and out of the room. Subjected to these awful films. (laughs) Yeah. So I started having this reoccurring dream. And when I met you and learned that you were into all of these wacky, old, horror, maybe really bad films. Oh, yeah. Some absolutely. people's opinions. Yeah, oh, exactly. Um, I, I could never remember the name of the movie. And it really it really messed with me for a long time. And I asked you and you like knew so quickly what it was just from my very vague memories of it. Um, so when you started doing this podcast, I started listening again, because I think you're awesome. And I think you're funny. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and no, I'm not super into old horror. horror. I have been known to be into horror films. I mean, my husband always says like, when we first met, you were super into horror films. What happened to you? I also can't ride roller coasters anymore because I black out. So I guess it's just (laughs) part of getting older, but, um, I um, listened to the podcast, not because I was really interested in the content, but because I like to listen to you, you know, and Thank I had you. thought, oh, wow, this would be a cool opportunity for me to go on with Aaron and talk <clears throat> about the movie. That's super sweet, man.
0: Yeah, that that's so great. Yeah, I've had a lot of people tell me they're like, I don't even like any of these movies, but I really like listening to you talk about these movies. And I'm like, that is, to me, the highest compliment because... Otherwise you're just preaching to the choir. You know what I mean? Where you have people who
1: are like, Yeah, like I love that movie too. Cool.
0: Yeah. But like having people to come to you come to you even if it's just somebody who's who's either a, you know, like a, a, a colleague, so to speak, like someone who's your yeah. same age or yeah. or someone who's a lot older. <clears throat> coming to you and just saying, like, yeah, I really I I really love all of the research that you do and yes, that you know your stuff. And that's awesome to me because it's like, wow, like this weird talent that I have for absorbing what most people would consider completely useless information about film is finally proving to be a fun, awesome pastime. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, and you know I um, have a history of doing a podcast too, where I work. So I'm really into podcasts, and I did a lot of research for the ones that we did too, and did a lot of writing on there. So I have a lot of respect for, and I understand and know how much work goes into that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Like people, people really literally think that I just turn the computer on and start talking, <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> it's is yeah. a is a very long process that's involved with it so this movie okay so interesting happy birthday to me is the movie yeah it is a 1981 canadian horror film my favorite can and the plot and there is one is at the snobby crawford academy jenny's group of friends start to go missing years after horrible events that happened to her as a child around her birthday Uh, And we're we're playing fast and loose with the words as a child uh, because they just take the actress and they have her say the word mommy a lot. And that's how they're (laughs) they determine that she was, quote, younger when this accident occurred. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is this is a one of those bananas Canadian horror films that came out in the early 80s and was, you know, capitalizing off of the Friday the 13th. all of the slasher movies that they had, and it's it's a
1: doozy. <laughs> yeah, and also very interesting. So we planned this a little while back, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to re-watch this thing because it's been years. So I put a reminder in my calendar, and it's been going off every day for like a month and a half. That's awesome. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to watch this. Am I allowed to cuss on here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. You know, I was like, holy shit, I do not want to watch this movie because I'm telling you, I had a reoccurring dream and it was not a fun reoccurring dream. You know? And had I known that you had this literal childhood trauma
0: that was connected <laughs> to this movie, I would have pulled out Flash Dance or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, well, I, yeah. I mean,
1: if you remember, I asked you to do this. So. Yeah. It's. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Glutton for Punishment. Hashtag um, therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. Interestingly, when I watched it, I told my husband, I said, I think that I've like melded two movies together because I literally don't remember any of this except for the last couple, like maybe 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I really vividly remember that. But all the rest of it, I was like, where the hell did this come from? I don't remember any of this. Mm -mm. No, I knew...
0: Or I thought, anyway. I thought I had actually seen this movie all the way through and had kind of like blocked it out of my mind. There's a there's another film um, from that time period that. Well, I don't even know if it's Canadian because I don't want to put that on poor Canada. But uh, there's a there's an indie horror (laughs) film called Final Exam, which I have tried to watch four times. I, I I have watched it. As a kid, I've tried to watch it as an adult. I've tried to watch it sober. I've and, and I just hate it. I just with a passion hate this movie. So I kind of thought I maybe had seen it and just blocked it out like I did final exam. But right. when I watched it, and Chris and I watched it together on Tubi, shout out to Tubi. Yes. Um, when I watched it, I was like, I've never seen this movie. Like, I have no recollection of this except for I do remember the movie posters, and we're going to talk about that. Oh, okay. And I remember when the movie posters came out, and I was like, "What the okay?" You know, that's pretty <laughs> wacky. Um, yeah. But I know nothing. I, I I think I vaguely remember that Melissa Sue Anderson, who was from The Little House on the Prairie, was the star. Um, but I never watched Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> The film is really weird because it, it shot all, all in Montreal, which I love. I absolutely love the scenery of this movie. Like the college, uh, college. which, by the way, I found out later because I thought they were high school students who happened to go to a prep school. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, no, 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 they're college kids. And I was like, all right, that makes, that makes sense why they hang out in a bar.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, that's in my notes, Erin. I wrote all these notes, and I was like, also, how do these high school kids just go to the bar and drink it? it. Okay. Yeah.
0: That makes more sense, because that makes sense why the headmistress was like, you know, you guys are hanging at that bar way too much. And I was like...
1: (laughs) Or maybe in Canada they can drink. Well... That's a funny fact because I
0: learned this the other day after doing yet another Canadian uh, interview was that, yes, the legal drinking age I, at the time, I'm not sure what it is now, but at the time was 18. So, yeah, um, because in uh, Black Christmas, you know, they're all schnockered and they're all they're just drinking cr- crazy amounts in, in being like younger in, in college and stuff. And they're just like, oh, yeah, because the drinking age in Canada is 18 oh well that's a fun fact i didn't know yeah (laughs) um did you recognize any of the cast
1: i did not at all i looked them all up i was so confused i think there was like isn't there 10 of them there's There's 10 10 people people in this movie oh
0: there's there's like a cast of 10 plus the parents plus the teacher plus that poor bulldog i mean it's a huge cast (laughs)
1: yes and i did um do a lot of um sleuthing on imdb and um i kept saying who's the 10th person i literally have my list written out called the gang oh I, oh my god i only have one two three four five i only have nine
0: huh. yeah there were moments especially during the scene where and by the way spoiler, spoiler alert there will be spoilers by the way um In the scene where they have them all around the uh, table, they're not all there because Rudy's missing. And I had a huge question about that because I was like, where did Rudy go? Rudy literally is introduced. He has this huge, like, creepy character situation. And then he cuts his hand and then, Mm -hmm. you know, how? And then he ends up with another girl at the dance and then he is gone that is all she wrote he Rudy has left the building and we never see him again
1: and then he's drinking at the bar maybe he's drinking at the bar
0: (laughs) Rudy has escaped the fate because (laughs) he's because he's an alcoholic all right so Uh Melissa Sue Anderson she's from the little house on the prairie apparently she was Laura
1: Ingalls and I was a faithful connoisseur Of the Little House on the Prairie. Oh. Fun fact about me. I mean, I didn't grow up on a prairie, but right. I did grow up in a small town that didn't even have a traffic light and literally okay. had two churches and one convenience store. So, okay. you know, I felt I felt a little connection to the Little House yeah. on the Prairie. Very small town. Um, I did not recognize her, though.
0: I had, had no idea that ran for like nine seasons. Yeah. As a long-running show, uh, but yeah, apparently she did this movie, and she is now a Canadian citizen, but she was Uh not born in Canada. Wow. Yeah. However, the rest of this cast, wall to wall Canadians. Just okay.
1: Okay. So,
0: um, Tracy Bregman, who plays Anne. Okay, Anne is her, I guess, best friend. Or, well, we thought. Our killer, our killer's name is Anne, is played, yeah. by, um, is played by Tracy Bregman. Now, fun fact, a lot of people in the soap opera world know her as Tracy Bregman Wrecked. And she was a big star in um, Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful. So much so oh. that she carried two Emmys. She got two Emmys during that time. And I knew her because, you know, she those were not my soaps, but I remember seeing her... Long name and being like, well, you're never gonna forget that name, right? <laughs> Matt Craven, who plays Steve, that would be the hapless guy who gets the shish kebab in the face, mm-hmm. Uh, who's apparently too stoned to realize that that a different girl has somehow slipped into that house,
1: <laughs> <and> is <finished laughs> feeding him fondue. Yeah, uh, that? I think you are right on the first one. Shish kebab. Shish it was the kebabs. Yeah, dipping, was...
0: dipping in different sauces. What
1: was that sauce?
0: What the hell? Oh, right. He's like, he's like, I like it spicy. And she's like,
1: okay.
0: hey, oh, my God. So so that poor bastard. Uh, Matt Craven is he's been in a lot of things um, starting in the 80s. He was in Meatballs with Bill Murray. Uh, he was in A Few Good Men. And. A lot of other movies. He's a very like sort of like character actor kind of guy. And most recently, he was on Justified. He's originally wow. Raylan Givens' boss in Miami. So anybody that are his Justified fans out there, <laughs> like, that is that is where you would recently know Mr. Matt Craven, Porchesh Um Lisa Langlois played. Well, she played. She played one of the blondes, and I can't figure out which one.
1: Yeah, was it Maggie or the other one Amelia, right? She's either
0: crimped blonde or flapper haircut blonde. (laughs) I can't remember which one. Um, anyway, she's famous because she did another Canadian horror film called Deadly Eyes, which is famous because it had Dachshunds dressed up as rats because it is a movie about killer rats and that's how they they so they accomplish their their goal <laughs> is by taking little dogs and puppies and dressing them up in rat costumes. So right on Lisa Langlois. Um Glenn Ford would be the uh we call him the boundaryless psychiatrist because yes. Oh, oh my sure. god. Yeah. <laughs> that would be poor poor JD psychiatrist who just comes over and spends the night when he wants to there's a lot going on there Um, apparently he is super famous he was Superman's daddy in all the Superman movies uh, original and Leslie Donaldson who plays Bernadette that would be our first victim in the movie she gets her throat slit while she's trying to she was just walking home right yes
1: she was at the school, I believe, and was trying to get in her car. Yeah, leave. she's
0: trying to get in her car because she wants to go meet the the gang. Sure. <laughs> she wants to go meet the Fabulous Ten. She wants to meet the Fabulous Ten at that bar that they all hang out at. Yeah, so, so she gets her throat slit. She is a Canadian actress, best known as the ice skater in a movie called Curtains, which a lot of horror fans would know. Um, and then the rest of this cast, I'll be honest with you, I looked them all up and they all went on to do theater. Oh, wow. Okay. So, mo- so still working, all still working, but all still working strictly in theater and strictly in Canadian theater. <laughs> so, um, okay. So you took notes, which I love. I did. I think that's fabulous. What What are some things you took notes on?
1: Oh, Just really trying to get a, you know, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, so Mm. I think I'm just like trying to lay out the case.
0: I love it. No, that's great. No one's ever
1: done that on the show before. Please lay out the case. Yeah. So Jenny, as you referred to, she's either referred to as Jenny or Virginia. Yes. She, I thought she seemed kind of cool at the beginning. And I really, because I don't remember the movie, I didn't get the suspicion right away that she was a killer the killer maybe gonna be the like i had right nothing about that um but i did kind of start to notice almost like um uh, like a she has got two personalities or something because she was like (laughs) real kind of like witty and like smart ass with her friends and then it would be like and then dark Yeah. yeah she's like oh daddy don't leave me you know Yep. Um, yep. It was like what has happened what
0: is happening right now the moment was where unfortunately she gets spied on by etienne the yes. french dickhead mm-hmm. yeah I was, Ugh. yeah this movie this movie does not have any nudity in it very which, true which was interesting because that is not you know par for the course with 80s 80s horror is pretty much you know 80s boobies and boobies and blood you know and no this (laughs) this movie was actually fairly tame in the nudity department there really isn't any there's no nudity there's no sex
1: yeah nope interesting interesting yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i just i i don't know maybe this is um indicative of an 80s movie i don't know but it just felt very um not really put together it was no, like kind of all over the place. It was like one minute they're at the bar, and the next minute um, they're at this racetrack watching somebody on a bike. And I'm like, "Who? Oh yeah, I know. Come from, like, where did the dirt bike? Where did the literally? Uh, and I
0: guess I don't know if it was supposed to illustrate like this is their college life here in Montreal because there is a dirt bike competition, which yeah. is very in, very reminiscent of like Footloose, you know, <laughs> like oh, yeah. back and forth like that. So, so, so we have the dirt bag, dirt, dirt. Yeah, well, that that's also that's a Freudian slip. Dirt bike competition, but then you've also got the soccer game. Yeah, true. All the all the bar things, and then you've got just like blatant breaking and entering. Yeah, that happens all the time. Whether it's Etienne, you know, trying to sneak a peek at Melissa Sue Anderson's everything. Or um, the girls deciding that they're going to break into that poor nerd's
1: house. Alfred.
0: Alfred.
1: Alfred. Yes. yes. They're right yes. And I was like, <laughs> just, just. "Here's another spoiler for you guys." So when they broke into Alfred's house, mm-hmm. Bernadette's head yes. was on the table. Yes. And and I'm seeing th- I'm I'm like right there with Anne and jenny i'm like is that bernadette this movie's over (laughs) like we know who the killer is there's nothing ever really explained
0: with that other than alfred is just a freak like he is just cuckoo bananas and he likes to make weird masks of people which i guess i'm guessing that they set that particular plot point up because later on When Anne does the big reveal and she rips off the Ginny mask, basically, um, she has to explain kind of like, oh, well, Alfred makes masks. So clearly, poor Alfred, who got stabbed to death with a thing of gardening shears, um, he made a mask (laughs) prior to all of this going down and then gifted it to Anne. And apparently asked no questions about that.
1: Yeah. Or she stole it. Or she stole it. Broke in.
0: I I Ian's predilection towards breaking and entering in this film actually charts way more. Yeah. Is that she broke into his magical, weird uh, taxidermy lab and just stole the mask.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I mean, the movie really kind of sets it up that it's almost like everyone that gets killed, they're leading you to believe that in some way this person has either pissed Jenny off, wronged her in some way. You know, the guy that um got the damn I don't know, it was probably like seventy five pounds of weights dropped on him when he was on oh, the like, I mean I could have crossfit. I was like, Look, dude, I can clean and jerk more than that. I mean, A rag. I rag on that bench press, but that didn't look like very much weight. But and even more to that point, when the person walks in, he's like, oh, hey, will you put another 10 on there? I don't we'll see, we normally say that to a woman. And like, why would a woman be showing up when you're in your lifting weights and you're just like broing it up with her? Right. Just, nobody. Yeah.
0: No, there's there's really like it. Like we talked about how the psychiatrist is it has no boundaries. No one has any boundaries in this movie. <laughs> I just realized it as you said it. No one. People walk into people's houses. They climb into their windows. Um, shrinks are spending the night. And there's a weird moment where Rudy just takes Jitty's face and kisses it. Did you, you remember that? When they were, they're sitting underneath what I think is the school. And um, there's like a weird sort of swimming pool kind of situation. And they're all smoking weed. And... He just turns to Jenny and goes, Well, now I can take you to the dance, and just kisses her.
1: And you're like, Dude, where's enough space? I also thought Maggie was his girlfriend the whole time, so you know, keep yes, okay,
0: great point. I absolutely could not keep up with who was sleeping with who, or or dating who, or Mm -hmm. liked who. there were a lot of people to keep up with in this movie yeah. um you know and and i understand from a hair maker's point of view it's like 10 little indians or um and then there were and, and then there were nine or whatever like it's it's like an agatha christie thing it's like they're just clipping them off one by mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and there's this reasoning of like oh well we can just see how many ridiculous deaths we can put in this movie right but at some point and i will quote amadeus too many notes (laughs) like there's only so many notes the human brain can hear in a certain period of time and there's only so many characters a person can keep track of in a film true yes
1: Hence why, you know, I was watching this movie over the weekend on, you know, in the middle of the afternoon, because I was like, it's really scary. I don't want to watch it at nighttime. <laughs> and nighttime but but i was like cleaning my house and pausing Mm -hmm. and going back and watching it again so there you know is inevitably you know little bits of pieces that i missed um i was really tuned in though for like the last probably 45 minutes what's another good part to bring up um okay so what's up with the cemetery so another spoiler so jenny's mom dies and is buried in the back in the backyard have back nine in the back oh. nine because they have a they must have a couple acres i mean you know when when at the end of the movie when her dad is like you know seeing the cottage from a distance i'm like how long does it take this guy to get to this cottage i mean it felt like the cemetery was like right there you can yeah. see it it's like he took a to anyway it just the cemetery was so out of place, and there was multiple people in the cemetery. It was not just her mom. There were multiple headstones. So I was like, "Who the hell are all these people? Is this oh a cemetery that's behind
0: their house?" That's a great question because he because okay. So when I was watching Creep Show, and there's a scene, there's a same sort of scene where the woman's like putting, you know, she's she's putting the flowers on, you know, her her father's headstone, and then she's walking to the house, right? And I was like, "That's really weird." And then my mom said, "Well." really rich people who had like big sprawling estates had their you know had their people buried like on on site basically and i was like oh okay but now that you mentioned in happy birthday to me that there are other people buried, i'm like is it just like they're just, right like they
1: built it on a on a burial ground or something <laughs> or i mean they weren't rich right they have more money so you know maybe that was going for them too maybe it was you know generations before that but um guess so yeah the the whole cemetery thing was a little weird um and then my next note is like how many sets of woods does her dad have to get through to get to that damn cottage like that's (laughs) not far away um my next big thing was like you know uh jenny brings the cake out and i'm like that is not a public's cake I mean, oh god, no, yeah. no. They got mm. Publix. They got publics in Canada. I think that was like where my childhood trauma <laughs> originated. <laughs> was and I think that must have been what happened to me. Why I don't remember the whole movie, because I maybe just like wandered into the living room when my mom was watching it, and that was the scene that I caught. Right, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So I remember all that, but I didn't remember that. You know, plot twist. It was actually Anne. Mm-hmm. wearing, Jenny's wearing a mask that looks like jenny and then she died so easily. it was like she like stabs her with something and then she like falls over and dies i'm like wow that was like yeah so there really was that matter. so uh, one of the reasons
0: for that whole situation was because the script was not finished oh. they were still writing the script as they were filming it and so they decided that originally it was supposed to be Jenny. It was supposed to be Jenny had had this, you know, traumatic brain injury. Yeah. she was, you know, she's that she's tracks. The, wait, she was that's the killer. Yeah, which is what I thought, and so did so did Chris too. Like he was like, oh, you know, maybe she had, you know, temporal lobe damage, and now she doesn't, you know, she she can't control her, whatever. And I said, I said, wow, that's yeah, that's 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 where I'm going with it. You know, I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious. And then, yeah, and then it turns into a Scooby Doo. Because it's well, a sco- honestly Scooby Doo.
1: <laughs> I mean, literally, my note says WTF in capitals. It was Anne. Because what I thought was happening was because Jenny starts talking to Jenny, who has her head down on the table. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are they, like, twins? That yes, like that was the other over? thought I had.
0: Right. I was like,
1: and they're twins. This <laughs> evil twin has come <laughs> back and is yes. just pissed off because Jenny got to live mm-hmm. this, like, glamorous life at Crawford Academy. There you go. You know, and she's, like, killed all her friends. And and then she, like, rips off the mask and was like, I mean, who's was like, a pretty damn good mask. Right? I know. No. I know. When they were the, the, the mask, you it Jeez. Okay. Right. Yes. This is yeah. obviously pre-cgi
0: all of the (laughs) everything that happens in this movie has is practical is is practical effects right so they yeah so that whole scene is pretty cool because you have all these you know crazy dead bodies just kind of like lying around in their various uh states of murder and i was confused why there were certain people that were excluded from you know the dinner and my boyfriend was like, well, wasn't I don't think everybody was at the birthday party originally, because the backstory <clears> is that. <throat> and you're ready, guys, because yeah. this backstory is wild. OK, so apparently Jenny's mother was a bit of a hoe. Yeah, <laughs> Jenny's mother uh, slept with ish. Slept with uh, ann's dad, yes. Right, and uh, apparently, so so. Jenny and Anne are sisters, just mm-hmm. not you know. And um, and that night, apparently Anne was having a birthday party, and so was Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> and all the kids that were supposed to go to Jenny's birthday party ended up at ann's party, and uh Jenny's mother decided to get shit face drunk and show up at the gates of the of the party demanding to be let in. In, in. Pouring ass the pouring as rain. rain. Yeah. While her daughter fretted in the car and then and then they got in the car to drive away and lost control on the bridge of death. Uh and ended up in the water and dr- uh, well she okay so this was confusing to me but was her mother like impaled when she went under because it looked like something was sticking out of her stomach but i also there was a lot of outfits and stuff
1: somewhere. right yeah i didn't i didn't notice that i just kind of okay. noticed that she was like maybe Trapped. stuck.
0: just strapped in the car out, yeah
1: told jenny you know roll down the window and swim for your life yeah no that's and what then, she tells her I guess as a result of the car accident, that's why Jenny has these weird brain surgeries. Yeah, so so
0: <laughs> so guys, um as a result of this car accident where she lost her mother, Jenny has uh sustained a brain injury that to my knowledge and memory has prevented her from speaking oh. at a point uh so that she's undergone all of these tests and these what looks like electroshock therapy i mean Um, i thought
1: they were like lobotomizing her and
0: that's what i thought too yeah there was like there was sort of leading towards that and then there's the there's the actual brain surgery scene which fun fact was performed by an actual brain surgeon on a fake brain i had to turn my head because i don't like surgery stuff but (laughs) go figure the girl likes horror i have i have my limits uh so (laughs) I turned my head until till Chris told me it was okay to turn back. But so they were thinking that that was going to be the thing that brought her, you know, to to being normal again. Yeah. Or at least mm-hmm. it enabled her to go back to school.
1: Yeah. So, well in that, you know, in the backstory too, I mean, Jenny that's kind of also what still was making me think that they were in high school because Jenny was having a birthday party um she supposedly had invited all these people and her mom was you know at the house with her they were sitting around waiting and her mom's like you know it's five o'clock what time did you tell them to come and she says four o'clock right and you kind of like realize like the sadness of this like this chick is not popular these people are not showing up right poor girl like every money can't buy you everything (laughs) for her more people to come to her birthday party not not when your mom's a hoe yeah and her mom was super pissed and, like, went off on the dad and just, you know, <sighs> it was a bad scene. Um, so I think birthdays um, have been ruined for right. Jenny. For Jenny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a... Okay. So I loved her bathroom with the with the blue tile that's yeah. so 70s, 80s, you know? I loved it. I was like, oh, man, that bathroom is fucking bad sometimes when i'm watching these movies especially i will focus in on scenery stuff because there's there's something about the scenery that sets that mood it's almost like if i don't have a soundtrack which i felt like this movie really did not have a soundtrack oh <laughs> you know it had a score and i use the term loosely but it didn't it didn't have any uh what we call needle drops it didn't have anything where, oh, like,
1: is that canadian rock band <laughs> It didn't have I anything. Like you that. should mention that because when we were getting ready to um record this, you know, um, I thought this was gonna be a video. So I was like, what do I have in my closet that looks like Jenny? White-, Jenny? white dress that she wore all the time. I was gonna like pop on here and that's so cute. Like, bless
0: you for even thinking that. Because I have a lot of people who do that too. They're just like, Oh, oh, are we gonna are, are we gonna be on video or what am I gonna wear? <laughs> and I was like, bro, I look like the co-captain of a woman's softball league. 90% of the time. <laughs> so, no, we will not be... There will not be any, quote, screenshots from this. There <laughs> any, like, don't, We don't do that. What I liked about this movie is that it sets it up to lead you to believe that all of these people are just delightfully unhinged. They yeah. all have some kind of... Whether it's one of them has a jealousy issue, one of them likes... Knives, apparently. Um, you know, one's a peeping tom. You know, they have all of these like weird kind of. I some people would call them quirks, but mm-hmm. these things that lead you to believe, like, well, I guess it could be him, or yeah. it could be her. Rudy is a
1: womanizer. Oh yes. yeah, it's like, ho, you know, be yes.
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, those people. Um, which and they have this penchant for practical jokes is yes. also a thing you know like yes. they bury the skull from the biology class and someone finds the skull and it's a, like, uh, you know it's like it's one big april fool's joke for them
1: speaking of the skull and here's another kind of like tie-in do you remember the scarf right. that yes and remember because he buries the scarf Right, somebody was strangled with a scarf. Right, and, and the, the scarf is buried. Motorcycle. And then one time, Alfred is wearing the same scarf. Well, so if you
0: watch, if you watch the movie from the from the like from the beginning, they are literally all wearing the same creepy Harry Potter scarf. It might be a
1: Crawford Academy. Thing. It's
0: like a Crawford Academy, like weird thing where they all like look like weird. School children from the Harry Potter series, because that's how I I was like I was like oh, I like my Harry Pottery and those scarves and
1: yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the skull that was buried because I didn't catch on that that was part of a practical joke. I thought that was somebody burying a skull, trying to like throw them off.
0: I thought so too at first. I was like I was like oh shit, like wow that's really dark. It got real like R.L. Stein novel all of a sudden. <laughs> the shit that I grew up reading. Um, Like, this is a Christopher Pike book, you know, Yeah. but then when they read the back of it and they were like, oh, property of Crawford Academy biology department, they're like, this is fake, guys, you know, and all the cops are like, and then they leave, you know, it's. (laughs) I
1: do think we should mention that at the beginning, you know, Bernadette dies pretty much at the very beginning. Immediately. yeah, and then, you know, kind of systematically, one by one, they're all just disappearing. And it's right. like, nobody finds this. No. Well, and I mean, like, the only it, the only instant, in, incident that people
0: are kind of like, huh, is when the newspaper comes out and it says, like, college kids feared, miss you know, missing. Yeah. And the
1: people in the group were like, yeah. oh, probably off, you know, doing whatever he does. It's right. Like, and I mean, it's it's <laughs> almost like
0: if these were high school kids, they probably would be more, you know, oh my God, like so and so didn't come along. You're like, oh, uh, they're college kids. Who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> like probably at the bar again, you know. So, can we talk about that bar? Okay. So, yeah, that, that original scene was so weird. I was like, weird. Are these guys were that like, like getting in a fight with, we're at like
0: an Irish pub in Canada and the Shriners have showed up yeah <laughs> and I, I was like man I really wish I had some fucking Canadian here and I could ask them like I'd be like are they do you guys have Shriners where you are because yeah. is that like a weird a thing. Yeah. you know thing and, and yeah right then the Shriners show up then Alfred has a pet rat that he just it, that he brought to the to the bar and I mean wow you know there's just there's so much to unpack with that scene so then we have this very strange like they all get in their cars and they're all gonna they're all gonna basically drag race down the bridge and they're going to jump the drawbridge and this then triggers Jenny to remember the night that you know mom had one too many got behind the wheel and they ended up you know in the water.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So during this scene, they actually shot the bridge scene in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> and in the process destroyed 15 cars. Oh, wow. Destroyed 15 cars. And the stunt man that had to do the thing actually ended up in the hospital. Mm. Cause it doesn't look like a very smart thing to do. You know, and they're not like CGIing the car, you know. So, yeah, that was, I, I thought, I was like, man, that is super weird. But there were all of these little things that seemed to like trigger her, you know. So yes. we have like that scene. We have the scene where one of the blondes, blonde number one or blonde number two, is floating in the pool. First of all, who can hold their breath like that? <laughs> because she is way down there. Like she's she's basically like playing dead, deep underwater, <laughs> freaking people out, you know. And then Jenny sees that and just goes, "I gotta get out of here," or "I'm too paranoid because I smoke too much weed, gotta go." You know, she leaves, and everyone's just like, "That's Jenny," you know. No one really, no one is particularly concerned about her. Like I think that Alfred is concerned about her because he's a psycho yeah yeah and then Rudy is concerned about her because he wants to get laid yes Etienne is concerned about her because he's stolen her panties yeah and he's gonna get caught (laughs) yeah
1: and that's what leads me to believe that she was never friends with any of these people when she had the original birthday party Mm -hmm. like You know, it's that sad situation where you are pretty much lying to your mom and saying, like, oh, I have all these friends. Like, they're They're all going to be at this party. Yeah, they got the whole room set up and she's Uh, in a white, cute dress. And, you know, she knows damn well ain't nobody coming to that birthday party. So heartbreaking. Yeah, it was it was strange because you would think that was a big thing that happened. I mean, her mom drowned after a car accident. You would think everybody knows that.
0: Right. And there's a scene where Rudy says, hey, how do you know so-and-so? And she says, I used to go here. And he goes, when? And she goes, four year- whatever she said, four years ago, five years ago, something like that. And he goes, oh, how come I don't remember you? Mm. And she kind of blows it off as if to say like, yeah, well, back then I was, you know, a geek. You know, or, or whatever it was like back then I was invisible. I had no friends or or whatever it is. And so it leads me to believe that this particular group of kids have been friends forever, or nobody leaves that fucking town. I don't know. But maybe Crawford Academy has like, you know, a pre-K department or something. Yeah. Like, like crawford goes way back you know like they're first grade and you know and they they lead their they just they never leave they just never leave montreal they're just there forever so maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the case i don't know but yeah apparently they've known each other for a very long time and yeah the timeline in this is bananas because it doesn't make much sense <laughs> They having Melissa Sue Anderson play Melissa Sue Anderson younger was probably not the best idea. Yeah. Cuz it's like uh, uh you know I mean creepy with the mommy daddy but
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh yeah. I mean that's pretty that is that is pretty much the movie and like we touched on let's see behind the scenes wise, you know. Uh it was shot at Loyola College in Montreal. And the bridge scenes were shot at McGill Bridge in Syracuse. The filmmakers hated the poster art that came with this movie. Mm. Fun fact so, when this movie was released, they would release these like different posters and they had different deaths on them. And then they Mm -hmm. had really like stupid, quippy lines next to them, like, you know, Steve will never eat shish kebabs again. (laughs) (laughs) And the filmmakers hated this. They thought that it was too gimmicky, but Columbia Pictures really wanted to sell this movie. And they really wanted to push the, you know, there's like six crazy deaths in this movie and you have to see it and no one will be admitted to the last six minutes of this movie because it's so disturbing. So they wanted to sort of do that sort of Hitchcock, uh, William Castle, you know, advertising level. And, yeah, the filmmakers were like, this is stupid, and we don't agree with it. So, yeah, they hated, hated the poster art that was that had to go along with it. Um, the actors who had to be in the dead makeup walked around town scaring people for fun.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and uh, Matt Craven, who had the shish kebab in his, in his mouth, was probably the most uncomfortable of all of them because he had to, like, sit with that apparatus and everything.
1: Which doesn't look like the person on the poster art at all, right? And it isn't. Okay, no, exactly, totally not him. And- I looked at it so many times and was like, nope. "There's no way that's And it. they don't
0: even use his. They don't even use his name. It, on the poster art, it says, "John will never eat Cisco Bob's again." There are no Johns oh, in yeah. this cast. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, and Glenn Ford uh, apparently was kind of a dick to work with. He punched out the assistant director for calling lunch during a scene. Now, he called in in the middle of a scene that Glenn Ford was doing, and Glenn Ford just, like, beat the shit out of him. No. So, no. Back in the 80s, when you could get away with that kind of diva behavior and not get fined for it. <laughs> or, or fired! Or fired. Okay, so... You have not seen this movie. Have not seen this movie
1: not um, in its entirety.
0: Not in not in its entirety since you were a yep. kid. And so,
1: what was your what was your takeaway with this? I mean, again, I was very like apprehensive to watch it because I just remembered being, you know, reoccurring dream of the birthday party scene is you know devastating for a little kid to continue having you know oh, yeah. dead people at your damn birthday. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> No wonder I never had any birthday parties. Um, <laughs> um, and as I've gotten older, I have become almost like scared of scary movies. I used to really enjoy them. So I was, you know, afraid to watch it. But I watched it and it was like, okay, this is not anything to be scared about. It, it definitely um, had me very confused. And it um, had no clue. And man was guilt. Had no Christ. clue any of that was coming. Nope. No clue.
0: Probably probably the best, like, weird ending I think I've seen in a long time. They did really good with that. I, I thought that that movie could have shaved off a good 25 or 30 minutes. Um, yeah. Part of what I love about 80s horror is the tight 80, the 80 minutes of an hour and 20 minute movie and you're done, you know? And this movie was damn near an hour and fifty minutes.
1: Wait, yeah, there oh was right, definitely a lot of stuff that could have been left out. It was unnecessary. Yes. It didn't do anything agreed. for the
0: floor. agreed. I absolutely yeah. agreed. But in the same token, I really I liked it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Yeah. Like I don't know if I put it in the rotation, you know? Um like okay. <laughs> Let's see. Why? Um Probably. I don't know if I like the protagonist. Like, I don't know if I like Ginny. I think I kind of liked Anne way more than I like Jenny. And I could kind of understand her really warped logic with, you know, wanting to quote, make Jenny pay for her ho bag of a mother. Um, but that being said, uh, I, yeah, I just didn't like the characters I really liked were sort of just like weird offbeat, you know, throwaway characters. Like Rudy, I loved Rudy. I thought Rudy was just bananas. And I thought Rudy belonged in fame. Like, like, like he auditioned for fame and just didn't get it. <laughs> Next time, we'll have to do a movie that is not part of a childhood trauma. uh But I'm <laughs> glad that we could, you know, provide this catharsis for you. Yeah. Um, I do. I do appreciate you coming on with us. So I really appreciate it, Ashley.
1: Yes, and I'll invite you to my next birthday party.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's my birthday. I'll do what I want to. Fuck you. It's my birthday. It's Special holiday only for me. So do what I say. It's a party.
1: Make I want to. Use not to run, so do what I say, okay? For 24 hours you're wishing me well. 364 days I'm in hell.